Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. But today I want to remind you what we started off this year with and this statement that we have and it's coming up right now. Let's read this statement together. Ready? Come on. 2018 is my time. Okay, I think that was a little delayed reaction. Let's try it again. You ready? Come on. Let's read it again. You ready? Come on. 2018 is my time to act. Now, what does that stand for? Ready? Apply, change, and teach. So this is what we discovered at the very beginning of this year, is that in order for my life to get better and your life to get better, I have to change. I can't keep saying, you know, I hope my job changes, I hope my wife changes, I hope my husband changes, I hope my children change, I hope my parents change. No, 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 no. In order for my life to get better, I have to change. And so that's what we're saying is like, okay, I've got to apply something different. And so we started the year off that way, and that's the, we're gonna, this year is going to be the year that we apply change, and then we're going to teach what we have learned. And so today I want to talk to you. We are, it's, a, it's a very special day here at SEC. If you're, if you're our guest today, we want to say thank you for being here. Uh, it is a special day for us. It's groundbreaking day. And uh, we're not going to make you go outside, by the way. Just okay. Uh, we've, we've changed up that. And if you have those stones, uh, everybody have your rock? Does everybody have your rock? Okay, let me see those. All right, you have those? All right, everybody have one? That's very important. That is not to throw at me if you don't like what I say. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just straighten it out for Brandon Keller. He's already threatened me, all right? Um, and so today, uh, I want to talk to you about how to have a groundbreaking breakthrough. And so what I'm going to share with you today is not just for our churches, for you. And this week, as I was praying and asking God, you know, what to say to you on this very momentous day, is uh, what, to sh what to share with you. He spoke to me and, and gave me uh, something to share with you. So I think... The principles that we're going to talk about today can help you have this very, very um, breaking, groundbreaking experience spiritually. Your life can change. I was talking to a guy yesterday uh, in our prayer service, uh, yesterday, Saturday prayer, and uh, he just had been here just a few weeks, and he said, you know, how that he had been running from God, away from God forever, then all of a sudden something happened. Someone invited him to an event here. He came to a motorcycle riding event where they met in the parking lot and something happened. He said, something drew him and said, you've got to come here. And he said, I want to tell you, I come the first Sunday and God changed my life. And he said, I've been applying, I've been applying what's been taught and it's amazing how my life is changing. And see, that's the power of God. And I want to tell you that he wants to give that to you as well. So the first thing I want to share with you today is this. The first thing, would you go ahead and write this down? Uh, is number one is determine who Jesus is going to be to me. That is the first step. Now I want to give you some background and I'm going to go ahead and then I'm going to take you right into this story. Jesus was walking around with his disciples. As a matter of fact, there was 12 followers of Jesus. He called, we call them his disciples. 
And he'd begin telling them about, you know, he'd been teaching them. They'd seen him do all kinds of miracles. They'd seen all kinds of, I mean, things happen. Blinded eyes open, people being raised from the dead. They'd seen it all. But there was a religious people in Jesus' day who said the reason that they're doing that, he's able to do that, is because he's of the devil. It's an evil spirit. And they were saying all kinds of things about Jesus as to who he was. And so Jesus begins to talk to his disciples, and he wants to know who they think he is. After spending three years with him, they want to, he wants to know, who is it that you think that I am? And so we pick up the story and, and Jesus, again, is, is beginning to talk to the disciples and ask this question. So look with me in Matthew's gospel. Look what it says. It says this. In Matthew 16 and 13, it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, okay, let me stop right there. That is a place to where if you were to go to the Middle East, now it's in the place of northern uh, Israel, you would come down what was an old road called the King's Highway. And in that, off of that road, Rhonda and I actually visited this place when we, had, uh, when we went to Israel, is that you, it would be, you see all these like caves, these places that was in, uh, carved into the mountains and stuff. And what it was, it was like a, it was like Las Vegas is today. It was called Sin City. I mean, it was like every idol that you could think of, the worship was there. Every degree of sexual immorality was there. I mean, it was like Las Vegas in Jesus' day, you know, or Bourbon Street in New Orleans. It was just like that. That's the picture that it was. And so Jesus has his disciples. Now, he's sort of, Jesus is back to them. So when they're facing Jesus, they're looking at this, in this scenario, every sin you can think of. And he goes on to say this. He said, when Jesus came to this reason of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Now remember the backdrop they're looking at, okay? They're looking at everything the world has to offer. And then he goes on and says this. They replied, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And so what they were saying was is that everybody else, not the religious people, but the common people, think that you're a pretty good guy. They, you know, that you're okay. That you, you know, you're not a bad dude. You're all right. And so, so then Jesus moves on from what they say. Look what happens. He says, but what about you, he asked. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Who do you say I am? And then Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so what Jesus was doing at that moment was this. It's so, so critical. He asked the question with his back when he's looking. If it would be like you looking behind me and you're looking into Las Vegas and all of its light. And everything the world, every sin the world has to offer, it's like you're looking at it. And Jesus is standing here. And they're looking at Jesus, but behind him they see all this. And he says, in the middle of this, who do you say that I am? You see, what Jesus was trying to tell everybody, tell those disciples that day is this. It's not just, it's not just important enough just to know about me. But what makes you one of mine is that you know me. And it was in that very moment that Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He was the only one to say that when everybody else was saying, well, you might be one of these other people. And listen to what Jesus said, you've got to know me. You can't just know, you know, your grandmother can tell you about me, but that's not you knowing me. A lot of people live in America today and they think, well, I'm a Christian just because I live in America. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. You might know about Jesus, but you don't know him until you get to know him and receive him in your life. 
And that's what Jesus was saying. And so today, listen, the question that Jesus has for you and me is this. Who do you say that I am? Because that question, my friend, the way you answer that question will determine how you spend eternity. It will determine how that you spend the rest of your life as well. Is who Jesus is to you. That's the question. Do you just know about him? Do you, you know, there's someone that you've heard about and you're here today just because you've heard about him or today, do you know him? And the greatest, the great, that's the greatest question that you're going to be asked, ever asked is do you know Jesus? And today, if you don't know him, I have good news for you is that you can know him. And listen, the great thing about this church is that we don't embarrass you to, to, for you, to introduce you to him. We just tell you about him, and we have a prayer inside of our program right there on the back. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower, that you can pray in your seat to get to know Jesus. That's the way he becomes the Lord and Savior of your life. And then all we ask you to do is that when you do that, because many of you are going to do it today, you're going you're to say, I want to know Jesus. You're going to pray the prayer, and you're going to check in on the back of this connection card right now that says, you know what, I'm, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray with you. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Okay, now I want to take you to step number two. So we have to determine who Jesus is to me. Who is he to me? Okay, the second thing I want to share with you is this, is that if you want to have a groundbreaking breakthrough, is we must express my faith in Jesus daily. Express my faith in Jesus daily. I must express my faith in Jesus daily. If I'm going to have a groundbreaking breakthrough, I can't just pray the prayer one time. I have to express it daily. And so we go jump right back into this story. Now remember, they're looking into like what's Las Vegas. Jesus is standing there. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Now look what Jesus has to say. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven. And I will tell you that you are Peter. And let's read what's online. You ready? Come on. On this rock, I will build my church. Okay, he said, I will build my church. All right, so, so it's on that profession of faith. The fact that you know who I am. Not, not that we, Jesus didn't build his church on that person. He's building on that faith that he declared. And look, listen, look at the last part. It says, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So the, Jesus said the gates of Hades will not overcome the church. In other words, the most powerful force in the world is when people like you and I receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we build our lives on the rock. What is that rock? On the faith that we express in Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Is that when you ex express that faith, remember Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was the first one to express his faith in Jesus. And Jesus said, when you express your faith in me daily, then you're going to build your life on that rock. And we've decided at SEC here, we've decided that this church, that our church would be built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, that rock that you have there in your hand or wherever it is right now represents this, that, that I, we, we're taking a step forward as our church today. Listen, our church will never be the same after today. You understand. God is getting us ready for the next level, the next generation. He's getting us ready for the next moment that he has for us. And it's all going to be new. But what we've determined that we'll not, we will not change is that we have built our church on the rock of Jesus Christ. And the rocks that you have today, at the end of our service, we're going to put them in these wheelbarrows. And we have a big hole that's dug out front. 
And we're going to take these rocks and we're going to pour these rocks into that hole that's going to go up underneath the foundation to let every, it's going to symbolize that every, let everyone know that our church is built on the faith in Jesus Christ. You know what? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We believe that Jesus Christ is a source of strength and life. So we decided our lives are going to be built on faith in Jesus. Our families are going to be built on our faith in Jesus. And this church, for generations to come, until Jesus comes back again, it will be built on our faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the, is the one. And so the great thing I want to tell you is that evil cannot overcome us. Did you hear that? Evil cannot overcome us. We will, this rock represents that, that, listen, no matter how bad it gets, all hell can break loose against us, but we still have this hope that Jesus is alive and that God's got this no matter what's going on. So we will not drop our heads. We will not walk in defeat. We will stand our ground and say that on this rock, we stand the rock of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. amen. See, this is a historic day for us because maybe you may be new here, but Rhonda and I have been the pastor of this church for almost 23 years. And I can tell you when our church was in that little bitty building in Forest Park, Georgia, and there was about 75 of us there in that building, God began to tell me, I'm going to do great things through you and this church. I'm going to do great things in this church. I want to tell you what, I stepped out and said, God, I believe you. But I couldn't see it at that moment. And then at our next location that we moved to in Rex, when we was there, I can take you to the moment. I was standing in one of those little mobile units that we had as an office beside the church building. And God said, Jeff, I'm going to use this church to reach thousands of people. And I said, okay, God, I, Lord, but right now we're only 150 people. God, how can that be? And I want to tell you, but I said, Lord, I'm going to believe you. And every, listen, through every circumstance, through every battle, through every problem, through every move that we made, through every time that we've had to make a difficult situation, when things got so bad and I wanted to quit. You know, pastors want to quit sometimes. Somebody said, how often do you want to quit? I said, how many Mondays have there been? <laughs> and you, but I want to tell you, in that moment, in that moment when I want to say, it's over, I can't take any more of the stress. I just, I just can't do it, God. It's bigger than me. All of a sudden, God would remind me that this rock, and he put in my heart that the faith in him and that he's, the vision that he showed me, that our church would reach thousands of people. And I said, God, I don't know. I'm not qualified, God, but if you say it, I'll believe it, oh God. And now here we stand on the precipice. Last week, we had almost a thousand people in church last week. Hallelujah to Almighty God. He's good, amen. I'm telling you, God is doing a work among us. And listen, I'm telling you that this season that we're entering to, God's multiplying our efforts. It's, it's amazing how he's expanding our influence. Our sons and our daughters are coming home. <laughs> how about that? They're coming home. God, we're making room for We're getting ready for that, that child that you have that you thought would never come to church. We're making room for them, baby, because God's calling them home. That grandchild that's about drove everybody crazy. God's calling them home. That friend that, that you have that's gone nuts and you think has never listened to you. I'm telling you, we're, God's calling them home, and we're getting ready for them. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. On this rock. You say, how can you say that, Jeff? Because I have faith in Almighty God. I've seen it. You know, there's been things, situations that we've walked into. We said, there's no way we can make it out of this. But guess what? There's a God in heaven who can stop time, who knows all the bankers. He knows all the builders. He knows all the financial world. He knows who needs to be talked to, and he can talk to them. Oh, I'm more excited about this than you. Oh, yes, I am. You see, the enemy, what I'm telling you, the enemy will not have our future. Did you hear? The enemy will not have our future. I don't care what threat comes our way, what we face, he will not have our future. Have you decided that in your home? He's not having our future. Ron and I said, no, he's not having our future. We will stand together in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. And when these stones go in the ground... When these stones that we're playing, when you place your stone in these wheelbarrows after just a few moments, it's representing that you're believing with us that this church will be built on the faith in Jesus Christ for future generations. The last thing I'd like to share with you is this, is that if we're going to have a groundbreaking breakthrough, the third thing is this, is I must share my faith with others to set them free. I'm going to share my faith with others, set them free. Oh, watch this. Jesus, look what Jesus goes on to say. He said, he just has said, okay, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. Watch this. Then he goes on to say, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, you listen to everybody, this is a promise to you. Whenever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. And whenever you loose on earth, will be loosed in heaven. I got to talk to you a second because I got I to help you understand this. This spirit is power, spiritual power. You see, the Jewish people, they thought that Hades was a place that where everybody that died that was good went to and they were sort of held, you know. It wasn't a place of punishment. It was a place of, of just being holding there. And so, matter of fact, Hades was a place where people were sort of like, it was like if you were looking at the prison world, Matter of fact, we had a picture of a prison gates coming up here. I want to show you this picture. You see those gates right there behind me? And, and the fence, those gates and those fences around the prison are not to keep people out, are they? No, they're to keep people in. Would you agree with that? When spiritual attacks are coming your way, when things are coming against your family, you have the right to stand up and say, I bind this in the name of Jesus. You're not gonna have, you're not gonna have my family. You see what I'm saying? You, you, when, whenever something, when you, maybe your, your spouse is having a difficult time and you say, Lord, I bind the spirit of confusion. Confusion will not have our family. You see what I'm saying? I, Lord, I bind the spirit of gossip. Gossip will not have our family. You see what I'm talking about? And so you say, Lord, I bind this spirit. And then he goes on to say, and he says, you know what? Whatever you loose in heaven will be, whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Oh, listen to this. Watch this. Whatever you loose on earth, Jesus was saying this, that people are, people are in prison spiritually. And so whenever you share your faith, when you share about your faith, the rock of Jesus Christ, when you share about your faith in Jesus to people around you, all of a sudden you have the keys to unlock the gate, the prison that's holding them in because all of a sudden they can be free. Okay, just to say this, how many of you would say with me today in this room right now that before you come to Christ, you had some junk in your life you need to be freed from? Anybody beside me? 
All right, yes. And you know what that means is that when you accepted Jesus Christ, he come into your life and he brought freedom to you. Do you agree with that? And so every time that you share your faith with someone, you walk around with the keys of the kingdom of God to set their life free. Listen, they don't have to be bound to drugs because Jesus sets people free. Amen? They don't have to be bound to pornography because Jesus sets people free. They don't have to be bound to addictions. They don't have to be bound to divorces. They don't have to be bound to all the things that have been like this family curse over them. God breaks family curses with the keys of Jesus Christ. Amen? He breaks them free. Now what's amazing here is this, is that Peter, this guy Peter, Simon Peter, you know what? He, he, he was the first one to profess Jesus. And then after that, you know what? Right after when Jesus is tried, this guy denies Jesus three times. Says, oh, you know, do you know? He said, I don't even know the man. And, and so he denied him three times. It seemed like the worst sin of all. When Jesus was needed him the most, he turned his back on him. And then right after, listen, right after Jesus got out of that grave, this guy repented and said, I'm sorry. And then guess what? About three weeks later, guess what you're doing? This guy, Simon Peter, was the first person to help start the church. You know why? Because way back there, he said, you're the son of God. That's who you are. He had faith in Jesus. He repented of his sin, and God used him to be the first one to stand up and preach the message of Jesus Christ. And 3,000 people's souls were set free. They come to Jesus. They got saved. And so here's what I want to tell you. Stockbridge Community Church is all about setting people free. It's not about me, and it's not about you. We are about the next generation. You know, there's people come to our church that are older and say, oh, your music's loud. Yes, it is. You know why? Do I like loud music? No, I do not like loud music. But you know what? Those 20-somethings and those 30-somethings, they like loud music. You know what? And so you know what we say? We'll put in earplugs if we need to. Why? Because we're saved and we're going to heaven. But our children need a place to go and they need a place to be. And so we say, God, we'll do it. Right? We put away our preference. It's not about me anymore. It's about them. And so we said, this church, the reason that we're stepping out today and the reason that we're breaking ground today is to let the world know we are making room for the next generation. And we will, listen, we will always change our methods, but we will never change our message. Amen? Hey, listen, if I got to come out here and do a beep bop, a boop, boop, bop, bop, bop. Whatever I, listen, whatever I got to do so your kids will sit out there beside you and your grandkids will sit out there beside you and they'll listen to the word of God and they'll take it to their heart that they can be saved. We're going to do it, right? We're not saying to hell with our kids, are we? Did you hear me? When most, a lot of people say, well, we got to have it our way. We gotta, and that's why churches are dying all over our country and around the world. We said, no, no, our kids will not go to hell. We will change, Amen. Every seat tells a story. Stockbridge Community Church is about giving an opportunity for a better life to everyone. Why? Because we offer our faith in Jesus. But that's why next week, listen, you have another back of your connection card. Next week, we'll be standing over here at a gas station. You know why? Because we believe that people need to be set free. And so we will stand over there. We will pump their gas. We'll wash their windshields. We'll wave at people. We'll give them a bottle of water. Why? Because we believe that Jesus has given us the keys to the kingdom. And that we will be, we'll be passing out that key as they go by. When our, through our love and through our act of kindness to them, they'll see Jesus in us. And they'll want to become free. And that's what we're all about. And so I want to encourage you on the back of your connection card. Would you, will you come out next Saturday and help me set some people free? 
And then guess what? The, the next week, we, we're doing a family series on relationships called This Is Us. The world knows that television show. We're going to teach them God's way to say, hey, yeah, this is us, but this is how you get it right by God's word. And you have an opportunity to invite someone. Listen, I've got about five people right now that I'm inviting to come to this series. Why? Because we want to give them the key to freedom. And you know what we pray? And so I need you to check the box and say, you know what, I'm going to do my best to invite somebody to come next week. But today, today with these rocks that we have that we're just about to, in just a few moments, we're going to bring them and drop them inside of this, these wheelbarrows. And you know what we're declaring? is God let it rain. Oh, it's raining outside. I'm not talking about that kind of rain. You know what the rain of God is? It's the blessings of God. Those things that God's promised that you prayed for for years and haven't happened yet, we believe it's time for those promises to come to pass. We're saying, God, the things that you have promised, the things that we've asked for, God, let it rain. Let it rain in our lives, Lord. Lord, the promises that, it, that you've given, let it rain. And today we're saying with this rock today, we're saying, God, we want you to let it rain, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit come down in a supernatural way, oh God. Let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.